BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as simply, simply fun kink. You're listening to the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Hey there, this is Crazy Heart speaking, and I am the host of the People of Kink Podcast. Uh, the All the podcast runners on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network have gotten together. We're pulling a big switcheroo. We're going to all change shows and do one episode of someone else's show. I think this is a great idea. The Pages did my show, and, and it was pretty cool for me to sit back and be uh, a fan of the show because uh, I don't get to do that. So I get to do Erotic Awakening now. I'm very excited about this. Dan and Don have been nothing but good to me, good friends of Ruby Tuesdays and, and myself, and I'm very honored to do the show, and I hope I can do this good enough for you guys. I will be talking about switching, so uh, hopefully this is good for you guys. But first, we're going to talk about the Power Exchange Summit and uh, that Dan and Don do, and, and it's in their fifth year. So are you interested in Power Exchange? Dan and Don and the crew at Power Exchange Summit are back for their fifth year. PXS 2016 returns to Columbus, Ohio, May 27th to 29th. Check out their website, thepowerexchangesummit.org, for more information. And uh, it's also, uh, they have hashtag PS, PXS2016. You guys should check that out. I know it's a great uh, um, great event, and uh, they are very passionate about it. And I think that if you're into Power Exchange, you need to go. So let's get to the matter at hand here. Um, being a switch. So um, if you don't listen to my podcast, and you should... Um, you know, I, I tell people's kinky history on the podcast. So if you've listened to my podcast, you know my history, and I am a switch. Um, I started off as a submissive, um, and I did that for some time, four or five years. Uh, great joy from that. And I slowly, you know, became, moved into being a dom. And, um, you know, somewhere in there decided I was a switch and kind of floated back and forth. But now I've kind of settled into who I am. And uh, I've actually done a workshop on, on being a switch and some of the challenges that come along with that. So uh, I think that we'll go over some of those points and hopefully this helps you to understand a switch a bit more. I know that sometimes, especially from the dominant side, they can't really understand switches. Like um, I, I have gotten that, well, you can't really be in a, in a DS or MS relationship. Well, I disagree. Uh, I think it's a different skill set. I think there's some different communication that goes on, but uh, I think you can. Now, um, what's a switch? Well, simply put, it's exactly the way it sounds. It's somebody that can live on both sides of the slash. You can be a top, you can be a bottom, you can be a dom, and you can be a sub or a slave. Um, I totally um, you know, believe and know that you can be all of those things. It can be difficult. So... I have lived on both sides of those things. I've always been of the opinion, now this may, may ruffle some feathers here, but dominants that had have been subs, bottoms, or, or, or slaves at one point make better dominants. Now, does that mean that they, they're the best? No. I just think it gives you an insight to what the person that you're playing on or you're with or running doing that DS relationship with, it gives, you, know, you know what they're going through. I know some really, really good dominance and have never been on that side of it so it's not me saying that you can't do that I'm just saying in my opinion I think that it, there's a lot of merit in in the fact that you know um, having lived through that so I, I think it's a skill set that I have that maybe some other people don't and and I'm, I'm proud of that so when I when I first switched I, I think it was I was really surprised I started being a dom, and I got a lot of different uh, reactions from people. I got a lot of different 
Um, I got more respect. Um, and, and I'm sad about this part, to be honest with you, everybody, that that happened. But it, it did happen. And I think that, um, you know, it, it, it's an old school thing where, where especially if you're a, a male bottom, uh, you didn't get as much as respect. I think that that's changing and I think it's changing for good. And that's, you know, you know, that's a testament to what everybody's out there doing nowadays. But in order for, you know, when I was going through it, I, you know, I think it cemented me being a dom for a while because I liked it. I liked the attention that I got and it was so much different. So I walked on that other side for a while. Um, so now you say, well, where did those skills come from? Like, how do you think that that actually did help you? Well, when I'm, when, when I, it's funny because when you first switch, I think that, and I certainly did this, that you tend to play on the people that you're topping, uh, you, you play on them in a way that you would like, because that's what you know, that's what you're used to. And so it's a skill that takes a while to build up, to be able to be a good top, because you have to learn how to play on the people the way that they like to be played on and, and doing some of the things that they want. And you're not being a service top, but you know, everybody is different. So, um, you know, you use those first skills as a basis and then, then you build on that to become a better top. I think I'm a very good top now. Um, I can be a dominant, but not for very long. It's not, I've recently come to the realization that it's not something that I can do all of the time. Now, this, what's, why that is, and people are, you're going to ask that is, is because being a switch is all about balance. Think about it um, in, in, in many ways in your life where you, people say you have to have balance in your life. You may have to, to balance your work and your play. Um, for a switch, you can't have too much top and too much bottom for too long of a time where you start to feel weird. I don't know how else to say it, but you really do don't, you feel wrong. You, you feel like something's missing. And for me, what it is, is that I have to go over and make sure that I play on that other side, whatever that is. Now I'm an organizer, so I get service from what I do, but it's not the same as being a bottom or being a sub. I recently did a little bit of subbing, which I hadn't done in a long time. And it was really, that really kind of centered me back again. Uh, I get more dummy top play than anything right now. So that side's easy for me to get in it. To be honest with you, that's kind of where my personality is. I'm a very dominant person in my, my actual life and my vanilla life. And because of the organ, the organizer hat that sometimes I think people kind of pigeontole me into that. And it's not really exactly who I am. And, and to be honest, I don't let people know about that very often. I've started to change that. So you have to keep that balance. Now, can you be a switch and be in a DS relationship? And as I said earlier, yes, absolutely. But you have to, you have to come to a realization that you have to have that balance. So you're going to have to sit and do some negotiation. Um, I recently went through this in the last year in a relationship where I had to say, I, I'm Polly, so I have other relationships. And I said, okay, we have to leave space for those things. And those things, and in order to be Polly, you should be able to maintain those other relationships. So I had to leave time for to be that top or that dominant partner. But you also have to understand that not everybody switches in the same amount of time. So for me, I had to have a day in between when I was going from being the top or the dominant to the bottom again because... I become very bratty because I wasn't out of that headspace yet. And it's all about the headspace. So could you be a slave? Sure you could, but 
I think that if you really trust the person that you're in the relationship with and they know that you need the, this other thing and it's important to you that they're going to allow that to happen. And they can still control how that happens and keep that in their mind. They can say, okay, well, yeah, you can do this. This is where we're going we're gonna to limit it to this amount of time or you're going to only do it on this night or, you know, you can do this, but uh, this person has to be, you know, I have to be okay with it or whatever that is. But they can do that for you. So, you know, but it's kind of a little bit of a minefield. You have to be really careful. And I'm telling you right now that you're going to run into problems and you're going to have to make sure that you have your, as Dan and Don says, porch time. You have to be able to have those times and say, this isn't really working for me on either side of that. Now, I really feel for the dominant that I was with at the time because it was hard for her. Um, she wanted, she was a real control person and she wanted more control and I couldn't give it to her all the time. And for some dominants, they're not going to want to do that. And it's going to be a place that they're not going to want to go. And you might be wasting your time going that way. So I think that if you're a switch, you have to communicate that up front. And you have to say, this is what I need. These are, these are my basic sub and switchy top needs. These are what I need to have met. I can do this for you, but this is what we have to have. And if you can get past that part, you have a, a fighting chance to be able to do this. Now, that being said, I think that most switches are thought, you know, when people think about switches, they only think of them as tops and bottoms. There are people that just, you know, go to play parties and they play or they have a play partner and they play back and forth, but they don't do any DS type things. I love DS. I love DS as a top. I love DS as a dom and I love it as a bottom and submissive. Those are things that I can do, but I have to make sure that they're in their place at their time and that I'm in the right frame of mind. And there it is again, that frame of mind. You can't, I can't go into to a bottom scene with a top headspace. That ain't going to work. I, that's not rocket science. I think everybody can figure that out. However, I can make sure that I communicate to the, the people I'm playing with. I have a top that I play with and this person is a slave in their, in their regular, regular, whatever that means. In their day-to-day -day, um, DS life, and the first time we played, I the, the words out of my mouth were, "If you listen to my show, you've heard this story where I have to know that you can back your shit up." What does that mean? Well, it means that when we're playing, if she wants me to do something, if she wants me to do whatever, she has to back it up. If she says, "You know, don't move," then I better not move, and if I do, she better correct it. Because the second that I think that she's not in control, then I'm going to take it back from her. And it's not a conscious thing. It's just because I'm a switch, I tend to try to fill those those spaces. And, and if it's not working for me, then I'm going to... And I think that's why I first switched. Because I wasn't finding what I wanted as a bottom. And I wasn't being fulfilled kinky-wise. And so I thought, well, I can do it this way. And I actually switched the very first time mid-play. person I was playing with wasn't really doing it for me, um, and turn the tables right there and switched. It was kind of an interesting play to say no, you know, to say no more about that, but I did. And, and so it is possible. And that's how, why I know that when I'm playing with somebody, if I don't think you're backing your shit up, then I'm going to take advantage of it because it's just what I do. It's that's how my brain thinks about it. You're not doing it. Well then, then I'll do it. Uh, does that make it right? Mm, I'm not going to say it does, but I'm being honest and being upfront with people to do that. 
So, you know, and, and this person that I play with, she does. She backs her shit up. Like, I don't I don't get to fuck around when, when she's topping me. That's just the way it is. And I love it. And it gives me that that part of who I am to, to do that. Now, think about it from the other point of view here. If I'm a dom and you're the submissive, and it's hard sometimes for submissives, especially newer ones. I think as you mature in the lifestyle, you're okay with knowing that that somebody has a switch side or has a bottom side, but it can really destroy your view and the power dynamic with that person. If you, you think that, you know, they, they're, you know, they may look weak to you by, by doing this. So you have to be careful to protect the people that you're, you're topping or doming too, so that to know whether that really will affect them. Is this something that they can't deal with? It's something that you need to communicate with them. Communication, everybody, comes up on my show all the time. You can't communicate. You're not going to be able to do this lifestyle. Everything has to be communicated. If you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like something you're going to do is going to affect somebody negatively, then you need to find out ahead of time because dealing with it after is kind of not the way to do it. You want to deal with it in the present. Make sure they're okay. And if they're not, then maybe it's not something you can do with that person. Maybe Or maybe you come to an agreement and say, okay, this is a part of me, but we're never going to talk about it. Uh, I'm just going to go do it. Um, I don't know how you can maybe have a code word for it. I don't know. Or you just say, you know, once a month I'm going to be playing with so-and-so. We're not going to talk about it. You're not going to know about it. It's just going to happen. It's my balance and that's where it goes. Because, you know, you don't want the people you're playing with to be real fragile and, and have to go through that. I know I had an experience as a switch where I had a woman that was uh, with me and she was she had a dom a male dom and she wanted me to watch her and I ran out of the hotel room got in my car and drove home as an hour away from London and drove all the way home it really affected me I didn't expect it to I thought I could handle it so there's the other thing you got to deal with is what if they say they can but they can't you're going to have to react to it right away she broke out of her place she couldn't catch me I was running like a madman and, and I got a speeding ticket on the way home now they I remember this but uh, it was something I learned a lot that day, and we had to stop. We had to sit down, and we had to communicate about it and say, maybe this isn't the best thing for me to see for a while. And ironically, she's the one I landed up doing the switch with eventually. Um, so uh, being being a switch is, is complicated if you want to go into those, you know, uh, you know, deep DS spots, but. Here's a positive about being a switch, and, and maybe that's considered negative about people. Like, you can go to a party, and you could have two, three, four plays a night and play on whatever side you want. If you're not doing DS, if you can just do play, maybe you're just in impact, or maybe you're you're in a rope and you like it both sides. You can be a very popular person at parties because you have, hopefully, you know, after a while, you're going to have a good skill set on both sides of that slash, and you'll be able to do those things. You can offer a lot to people. And you can have a lot of fun. I know of friends that are switches, just switches. They don't do DS and they have a great time. They are completely fine with just doing kinky fucking shit. And maybe it never becomes sexual. Maybe it's just play. Maybe it's impact. And they have their own partners they do that with. Or maybe it's just, you know, the way that they lead up to it being uh, sexual and doing those things. And it, and it's and it's just the tickle before the fucking, you know. Um I think that that's awesome, and for a lot of, and, and at times I do that. I just go and, and I I'm just a top or a bottom, um, 
in fact, a top that I have, I don't have anything sexual with that person. It's it's strictly a, a play relationship. Uh, we do have a little bit of DS dynamic to it, but it's not, you know, she has an agreement with her dominance and this is the way it is. We negotiated that up front. Um, so, you know, you can have a whole lot of fun and you can, and I think a lot of switches have a lot of skills. You, you learn a lot of things because you want to be able to do different things. So, um, so, and sometimes the best partners for a switch is another switch. However, I will tell you that, uh, at one time Ruby Tuesday decided she was going, she wanted to try switching for me. And the problem was, is that at times we never played because nobody took the reins to go play. You know, you kind of looked at each other, well, okay, who's going to be the top? Because a lot of times that is who that drives it. It doesn't have to be, but it, but it can be. So, um, you know, you, again, you're going to have to communicate or may, and, and especially if you have problems with who's the one who wants to take control, you might want to make sure you sit down and say, okay, tonight I'm topping and you're bottoming and that's what we're going to do. Because if you're going to, you know, flip back and forth, it, that, that might not work out so great for you and, and it could lead to some, some crappy play. But I have seen some switches that have some really amazing play and really deep play because they get to know each other very well. They get to know what the other person wants and desires and that communication becomes stronger. And so it's pretty cool. I once knew a, a couple, uh, they're still around and, and they're an elderly couple now and, and still do things. But when they first came into the lifestyle, they had a hat and that's how you know who the top was. And it actually was a top hat at first. And they would, whoever had the top hat on was in charge. And it was pretty amazing. And I remember being there the first time as a submissive uh, at my very first play party and seeing them. And it blew my fucking mind. First of all, I didn't know what a switch was. No idea whatsoever. And all of a sudden, they start switching back and forth. Like, I thought that you were you were in your role and, you know, why would you ever want to be the other side? In fact, I remember saying, I will never switch. I can never do it. And I remember friends saying to me, never say never. Well, it happened. Now, I want to warn people about something here that I, I think is very true. It's like when people say that they're leaving the lifestyle, I, that tends to make me chuckle a little bit because I don't think you ever stop being kinky. I think that you're always kinky. You may leave the public lifestyle. But I th truly believe that you're always going to be kinky. Now, I think once you become a switch, it's going to be hard to go back to being one or the other. I've tried. You're going to lose your balance. And, you know, it's going to change who you are in within the lifestyle a lot. And it's going to change how people look at you because your skill sets change. And, and maybe, you know, you have to deal with that part of where people think that you can't be in a DS relationship or any of those things like that. So just remember, if you go there, you might not be able to go back. I'm not saying it's it's impossible, but I'm saying it's next to impossible. I think it, it's like on my show, I always say, you know, what's your earliest memory of kink is my first question. And people say, well, you know, I was 10 years old. I was watching a Batman series and they got tied up. Or, you know, I was reading a book and there was a scene where somebody got kidnapped and there was a rape scene and that, that turned me on and, and, and I was just, you know, I was eight or nine years old. And people laugh at that. And I had friends that say, that's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that because how could that be your first or earliest memory of kink? You're 10 years old. It's not. It's looking back to, to see that and, and, and realizing that's a kinky moment. But what I always like to say is that's when the switch got flicked on. 
that is the moment that you kink got turned on you and you, it takes a lot of people it might take until you're 18 or 19 to figure out what it is but all of a sudden you'll do something kinky and go holy fuck i remember that and 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 that's why I, you know i'm here today that was the the moment in time where it did that but i think switching is very much the same once you turn that switch on you know quote unquote blah 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 um no pun intended it's there and and i don't think you can go back i i think that you could be a you know, a submissive slave and top or service top. I've known people like that, but never really dominate. Or you could be a dominant that needs to bottom every once in a while. There's been many dominants out there that like a good flogging. And that doesn't mean that they're a bottom or a submissive. And, and it doesn't mean that they're weak, even if they do. But um, they need that. So just be aware that if you do these things, that that could happen. And, and uh you know, you, you're going to have to to have some communication and deal with it, and have the people around you. But I think you can have a whole shit ton of fun. I think it can be absolutely awesome. And you know, why? I don't think you should just d- dismiss it and 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 say that that uh, you know it, it's not it's something that you'll never do. Um, I think there's too many fun things to do in this lifestyle, and I think that it, you can get bored very easily too. For some people. They are only one. That's who you are at your core. Now, I truly believe that uh, I'm very submissive at my core. It's always been there. I'm also very servicey. That's why I do some of the things I do. But I've also do need this dominant side of my life too. It ke- helps me to keep control of things and and do those things. And and even I, when 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 we play together, I'm, I'll always be the top for her. That's just the way it's going to be. And she switches, but for us, that's how that dynamic works. And of course, and then you can get into being poly and have be tops or bottoms or switches or all, you know, you could have a poly kill forever and, 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 you know, just confuse the hell out of people. But have fun. Um, I certainly have fun in my life. Uh, I do love that I've done so many things on, on the top and the bottom. I, I, it's funny because now I consider myself to be a sadomasochist because I am masochistic, always have been, but I'm also sadistic now. And I love it on both sides and and i can almost get a a charge out of the pain that they're going through and feel it because i know what it is and that to me is absolutely freaking awesome i do love it and and uh, i hope that my hope for doing talks like this is that you'll have a different perspective of who a switch is i think they're very um complex people uh multi-layered and i think that you should get to know them and never discount them because they're only top and bottom. That is so not true. It's it's not even funny. Don't even go there. It's not true. Um, some people, there are people that just love the top and bottom. But I think that in general, people are, are dominant or submissive in their life, even in their vanilla lives. So it's something that, that I don't want people just to discount. So uh, I hope that this has helped you. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me working through it. I'm, I'm, again, very honored to be on Erotic Awakening, and Dan and Don are close friends, and I love to spend time with them, and I'm sure that we'll be spending more time sooner than later. And uh, if you guys like the talk, please come over and uh, listen to The People of Kink. Um, it releases every Sunday night. We do a, an interview. We tell people's kinky history, and we also do a mini cast, what we call on Wednesdays, which is a subject-based thing, much like this in a 15-minute period of time. And we also do TPOK Radio, which is live now, and uh, Dan and Don run that too. 
And every Sunday you can tune in and listen to us live and call in. But also, listen to all the other podcasts on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. There's so many good podcasts there. So many people that have been around for years and so much learning for you to do there. They're all very talented people and I'm very proud to be a part of this this network. And uh, I just love it. And there's something that I always say at the end of my show. And I'm going to say it here because I'm just used to it. Remember people, it's not about me. It's about you, the people of kink.